Welcome to another edition of Cloud Unfiltered. We have a special edition here for KubeCon Europe, and I have Katie Gamanji, right? I pronounced that right, right? Perfect. All right. Yes. <laughs> Sounds great. No, I'm so happy to have you on here. You know, I, you know every time, I, and I don't, I don't know you from like, you know, we haven't really conversed, but we've been friends with a lot of the same people for, for a long time. So, um, but, but every time I see posts about you, you're always doing something so great for the community. You're always you know, very inspirational. So, so I've always just wanted to have you on here just to talk about like, like your, your part in the community and, and, you know, what motivates you to like keep going in the community. First of all, thank you for having me. It's my first <laughs> podcast actually in person. So I really, really enjoyed the experience. Um, what motivates me to be in the community? That's a very good question. Um, I find that the people in the community are very welcome. Uh, they have a very good uh, instincts when it comes to development of technology. So it's always that bleeding edge. It's always like that innovation that's going on. And it's a great kind of community and uh, environment to be part of. So I think I really want to be part of the open source mission. I think that's what really motivates me and drives my career forward. Um, and just my another motivation is to grow the community and make it as easy as possible for people to join us. So I think it comes from multiple dimensions in terms of the actual motivation and inspiration to be here. And and you and you just won an award for for yes for tech and and, and tell me what the the name of that is. It's it's a you know I always forget there you know the there the are many awards nowadays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this one particularly was for Women in IT Awards, the UK edition, and I have been nominated for the Next Generation Leader and actually won, which was a very big surprise because in the room we had all of these big organizations within the UK. They have very good precedence of work and very strong uh, leadership when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Um, but it was amazing to see open source being celebrated because I've been nominated with all of my open source work, being part of the TUC, actually releasing the course, being part of the KCNA certification and so forth. And it is great to see that this work is appreciated and it's actually seen as something that is important, not just for the open source community, but for the wider industry as well. So I think for me, that was a unexpected moment. I, I did not expect to win it. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's a pleasant surprise. I think it's well-deserved. So, you Thank know, you. I think you do a lot. Do you feel like there's, there's now, though, that you've won this, that now there's more pressure on you to, like, represent more in, in, in the community? Or do you mm. feel... Absolutely. That's a good question. I, <coughs> uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think um, I wouldn't necessarily feel the pressure, but I think it really perhaps motivates me a bit more to, because this award, of course, is like a big milestone for my career, but behind it, it's more of like, we really need to pave the path for other people to join the community, for other women to be brilliant in tech. So I think for me, it's more of like, it's great for me, but I want this to be great for, for other female in cloud native as well. So... Um, I wouldn't say it's put a pressure. It's a bit maybe a bit more, a bit like a, bit, a pinch of salt towards my motivation to be in open source. Yeah, and and how how do you think that you know we as a community can 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 enable more more women in tech? Because for me, I you know that's I, that's something that I strive to do. I strive mm -hmm. to, to to enable everybody in tech actually because I just love. I I'm in a point in my career that 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 I like to help other people. That I feel like I've done enough in my career. And if, if I can help with something, then I do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so what is it that, how do you think we can help as, as a community to, to enable? That's a very good question. I think it's very, 
easy and difficult to be an enabler. It's yeah. not easy to just be like, oh, come to, you know, contribution, like contribute for this open source project and things are going to happen. There is a yeah. lot of uh, mentorship skills that need to be developed around this. So it's not just about encouraging, it's about providing the right support all the way through. So for example, if we invite someone from a diverse background to be part of the community, it's, it's important for them to feel safe in that space. Absolutely. So this comes from the psychological safety and emotional safety by seeing other people that are alike in that in that circle but at the same time comes from the technical safety as well do we have very clear guidelines on how to to be in the community how to contribute and so forth so i think this comes from from different angles um what i really appreciate about open source and i said this before it's a very welcoming community uh there is very little gatekeeping and now it's it's more about just looking around and enabling people so personally for me I've, I've entered the community, I found it very welcoming, and now I'm trying to bring other people as well. So it's, uh, I think it's some due diligence that all of us should do uh, at some point. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a conversation that needs to be had because, like, I was just talking to somebody today who happens to be, you know, a woman in tech, and she still felt very, very, you know, um, kind of timid to be, to be out there and to be out there in tech compared to, to other people. And I said you know, that, that makes me sad because I, I really want people to to feel like they can do anything, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of, of, you know, who it is. And, and you know, I, I'm trying to figure out how to make that, how to enable that better, you know. Mm. Any any recommendations to to try and, <laughs> I know that's a tough one. <laughs> I, it's, it's, a, it's a very tough one because I think sometimes this is on a personal level to understand yeah. the motivation of why the person is in, com in, in the community. Um, I think the because already there is this overlap of cloud native. Of course, I, I presume she's she's already either contributing or part of a project. So perhaps I I would recommend her to step up to be in a more leadership role in the community. So perhaps being a lead of a particular kind of feature or pro like uh, project, or be part of different tags and SIGs and so, and so forth. So to slowly slowly um, get more ownership and more leadership within these tags. And perhaps with that, I think. Um, I'm not sure if it's the, it's a confidence uh, kind of thing that needs to be solved here, but perhaps that's going to gather a bit more confidence and, you know, she's going to get her, her visibility all around and slowly, slowly going to grow in a position where she's more comfortable. So I think um, some sometimes it is a personal, uh, sure. a more personal approach. I cannot say just, yeah, 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 yeah just yeah. do this and do that and everything is going to work. There's it's, no formula. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing, like we... Yeah open source is about technology but we are people there is yeah, a human part absolutely. of this so it's all about making uh, enriching those connections and making sure that everyone feels welcome yeah and i think we, i think as a community you know the one thing i've always loved about this is that people are very you know um open and very you know if you're mm. if you show interest in an area then people are generally enabling now there's obviously bad actors in any kind of in any kind of you know area but i think in general you know it is a very open and and you know giving community so this is the beauty of open source. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so shifting a little bit, like what what interests you in tech? Like what do you what what do you what do you like? What is what's really on top of your mind? Oh, that's a very <laughs> good question. I think, uh, especially if you've been at KubeCon, we're always talking about what's the next big yeah. thing, what's the new initiatives. Um, I think uh, that's a good way to move forward because you know having new a new initiative, a new project shifts shifts the interest or mm -hmm. showcases new areas of development. Um, I think, however. 
I'm excited about perhaps enhancing some of the existing things that we have. Uh, so actually the BAU, I think this is not celebrated uh, sufficiently. Uh, so now, for example, in, uh, in the TOC, we're doing a lot of work in improving our criteria and actually being more declarative and more transparent in, in our processes. That excites me. Yes. Uh, it, it, I think it's really good because as we had very good keynotes in regards to community sustainability and actually growing a very healthy community. Uh, yesterday and, and today's keynotes were very good in regards to that. Um, and I really need, think that we need to um, be more declarative, be more um, transparent, not just within the TOC, but all of the tags and work that's going on. Uh, now this is coming from a process side. When it comes to the actual tag, I think there is a... A lot of great, well, momentum around AIML. I think yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting because I, I did attend AIML conferences before ChatGPT taking <laughs> taking over and actually, you know, gathering a lot of momentum. Uh, but before that, I, I went to these conferences and very little of the open source projects that are really, well, actually, no, very little AIML projects were not open source. Uh, there were organizations that had very good um uh, either products or models that they were training data on and they like had very good results and it comes from health organization or health oriented organizations from insurances and so forth but none of it is open source hmm. so I'll, I'm, I'm really kind of glad that with ChatGPT we have this notion of oh AIML is happening it's actually out there we can get a lot of benefits from it but when it comes to open source it's still an emerging market um, and even within our our foundation or within the CNCF, we, we still don't ha have a domain that focuses solely on AIML. Mm -hmm. We have a different foundation and sure. in, in, in the LF, um, but that's again, like we don't have perhaps sufficient overlap. So I am expecting for, for that area to grow a bit more, for the interest in our community for that to grow a bit more as well. Um, what else? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think when it comes to tech, I'm always I always like to to think about uh, an easier developer experience. What uh, tools are making it easier for people to use or Me create too. platforms? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's always it's ongoing, evergreen uh, kind of a thread of um, progression, I'd say, and new initiatives to happen. So I would say these two areas. Um, yeah. Yeah. At this, no, at this time and moment. Yeah. 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 No. And and believe me, I'm like the most uh, ADHD person when it comes to tech. Like I like to I get really deep into like a project mm -hmm. just because I'm so interested in like something new and shiny. Mm -hmm. And then like I'm I figured all that out and then I go to the next thing. That's just how I am. But but um, going back to what you were saying about the uh, developer environment, the one thing that I've always had a conversation about is that you know we've we've done really good at containerizing this stuff we've we bro broke stuff into microservices it mm. looks great what we haven't done a really good job at is kind of going from source code into the microservices because right now you have to create a yaml file for each thing you have to create a docker file for each thing you have to create all these things mm. when it would be so great if you could just say hey i'm defining an application these are all the microservices that are part of that application and create one thing that will allow you to either deploy it or, or understand what's been changed or, you know, so it's so complex. I feel like the complexity of that mm -hmm. for somebody that's especially somebody that's that's just tasked with saying, hey, I have, you know, my CTO says I have to go to this thing called the cloud and and the cloud, yes. <laughs> just yeah. the cloud. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, so first of all, they have to understand, you know, how to take their legacy code and put it into microservices. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. The second thing is they have to learn that I heard about this thing called Kubernetes. Maybe I'll try that out to the Kubernetes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you have to go to the, yeah, yeah. And then what's the CNI? What's the C, you know, all these different things. And what's what's the load balancer? And then look at all the massive ecosystems 
captain of the CNCF, mm. you know, and, and it's just like, I, I feel like we have to make things easier for people. You know, we're making yes. it way more complex. <laughs> Absolutely yes. I think uh, as a community, we'll we'll always grow, and it's an, an, a good thing for us because we have new projects, new people coming in. We have new ideas that we can develop, and and it's great. But the thing is, the end result is a massive landscape yes. that people look at it and they just they create memes around it, and they just overwhelm sometimes. Uh, but I think from the TOC perspective, uh, we see it the with the fact that we are one of the fastest open source uh, grow, fastest growing community, which uh, which are focused on open source, and this comes with problems like this we have yeah. scale we yep. have projects you know interoperability is at the basis we have 15 projects for the same problem space yes. like which one do you choose which one is the best one there are always these questions around this um but i think we we're learning how to navigate that i think we right now faced as a community with scale and yeah, yeah. even like that's a good problem though we, which is a good problem <laughs> yeah. but like how do you deal with scale yeah. uh in an organization just like okay we have for example uh, VPA and HPA and you have like you bring all of these auto scalers and you're like yeah this should work we should be fine for like a big traffic when it comes to our sure. the us using the products when the community we don't have that we need to develop those a uh, from a process perspective so it's um, yeah it's a good time to be uh, I think in this community and get involved and actually make sure that we still we still have these good fundamentals uh, for growth yeah, yeah, and, and, and to, I give the CNCF a lot of credit because this is not an easy problem to solve. Mm, mm. You know, I do feel like, you know, and I love the landscape that they, get, that, they, that they put out. I do feel like that what's really needed for, for people that are coming new, and I had this conversation before, is like, okay, well, what are you trying to do? What's the outcome? And then here are some choices for each one of those like kind of different technology layers. And mm -hmm. so you could bring a beginner through and say, here, and what are you thinking of? Okay, well, do you, what do you, what's your needs for this layer? Well, then look at these things. Mm -hmm. What's your needs for this layer? Then look at these things, you know? Kind of, kind of a roadmap of, of what to do in the, you know, if you're just starting out, you know? Yes, uh, <laughs> I think tech contributor strategy or technical advisor groups, uh, I would like to be declarative in Yes, thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> because a lot of people on, on here probably don't even know what that is, so. Uh, yes, yes, so tech <laughs> contributor strategy, they actually focus on, on that specific problem. How can we simplify? the contributor journey um, do I just want to contribute for one particular project or do I want to uh, adopt some some projects and if I do so well, it will be my life cycle to contribute back and, uh, and actually help the upstream as well and I think they have extremely good guidelines in regards to this um, still needs to be improved as well my recommendation when it comes to getting involved in, uh, in cloud native specifically is choose an area because we have currently we have these big domains which which are very helpful we have security we have networking runtime i know that as a as an engineer you probably have to use all of them uh but i would definitely suggest to focus on one key area and try to explore within the tag because within the tag they have um, different resources and um, an actual like as you mentioned like if i would like to improve my security which projects i would like to kind of uh, to go for uh if it's um networking like they'll, they'll be able to provide um guidelines and advice in regards to that so start with a tag and as part of the tag you can get involved if you don't want to decode or if you if it, that's not your main priority that's absolutely fine you can be part of uh, a white paper you can be part of creating new guidelines for the community there are so many other ways to to be involved and actually contribute so it's yeah can be overwhelming but start small and slowly slowly expand this is absolutely possible um yeah and we yeah you're <laughs> looking for new contributors as well yeah, it sounds like, you know, that, that um, what was the last tag group you said? That would be? Uh, contributor strategy? Yeah, that sounds like something I would like to be involved in, honestly. <laughs> I mean. That sounds amazing. All of the mailing lists, like, they have, everything is public. The GitHub is public. The, yeah, yeah. They have a mailing list, public meetings, uh, yeah, yeah. a Slack channel. You can yeah. just reach out straight yeah, away. Yeah, and, that, and that's a, that brings me to another topic. You mm -hmm. know, how do you, how do you 
what do you say to people that want to get involved in these groups? Like, because I think there's, you know, obviously there's always a lot of imposter syndrome and there's always a lot of, you know, well, what, what's going to happen if I join this public group and I, I don't want to feel like I don't know anything? And, mm. you know, how, what do you say to people that, that, that feel like that? I think imposter syndrome is uh, sometimes inevitable. Um, yeah. The only thing is to remember that we are learning. All yeah. of us are still learning. Like even if we are working on the bleeding edge technology, even if we're we're trying to influence the industry or some of the the projects in the areas they they focus on more, we're still learning. It's not like we. This is the thing. I think there is a notion that if someone is a part of the tag of a group or a Kubernetes project and they've been involved for many years, uh, they think that they know everything. That's yeah. absolutely not true. Um, and it's like. You, you can learn as long as you just have that interest and motivation, some, some type of motivation of understanding what's happening behind the project or behind the, uh, the tag. Um, I think that's sufficient and start learning by yourself um, and don't be afraid to take leadership, uh, kind of le leadership position. We, we're definitely looking for rotating the chairs and the leads within the tags as well, because we really want to incentivize everyone to uh, not just be a part of the community, but to be an active member as well. Yeah, no, I think that, that, that totally makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I would love to enable more people myself. You know, mm -hmm. I think that it's, 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 a, uh, it's a great community. I think what's sometimes hard is to figure out, like, which group to yes. join, you know, yes. because there's so many. And, and, and I always tell people, you know, even though I'm not involved, um, I'd love to be involved, but I'm not involved. <laughs> um, you know, I tell people to find what they're passionate in. You know, yes. what, what is the one area that they're passionate in? And I think that's because if, if you're passionate in something, it's going to show through. You know, mm -hmm. it's definitely going to show through. And, uh, yeah, well, the thing is, um, if, if it's like around having that visibility of everything that you can join, I would advise going to see all of eight tags that we have within the CNCF and all of the SIGs that we have within the Kubernetes community. All sure. of this is like listed out, you can yep. choose. So like the thing is you have a list. Now, as you mentioned, what am I passionate about? What I would like to do and how would it be the best way for me to contribute? And you can go towards a, a SIG or a TAG. Um, the thing is... Explain SIG and TAG to... Uh, so TAG <laughs> is Technical Advisory Group and SIG is Significant Interest Group. So SIGs are within the Kubernetes community and TAGs are within the CNCF community. Gotcha. Um, uh, the thing is, you can join one of the one of the initiatives, one of the working streams. But if it doesn't work out, you can go next. It, <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to be stuck with that particular thing. Error and trial, that's absolutely fine. It's like, just find the thing that really motivates you. Talk with the community members. Find out about the latest work. Uh, just, just kind of networking around. I think one of the biggest important um, factor about KubeCon and all of these events is that we network with people. We actually yes. put a face behind, you know, like a Zoom profile or like a Slack picture. It's like, it, it's all about that connection. And with connection, you, you find um, some kind of extra motivation and alignment and perhaps uh, even inspiration to work on the next best thing. So it's, yeah, definitely, you know, error and trial, join KubeCons. I think they're very good in terms of creating those networking uh, opportunities. Yeah, I love that. And, and I had Arun Gupta on before and he, he was saying that, you know, he doesn't come to these really for tech anymore. I mean, he's been in open source for yep. for years, but he comes for the for, for the hallway tracks. He comes to see what's new. He comes to see what people are interested in. Mm -hmm. You know, he comes for more of that human value of it. And I love that. I think, um, well, interestingly, KubeCon's transformed for me in, 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 in this manner as well. Because when I joined KubeCon for the first time, it was all about the tech. I was just super... <laughs> I didn't know anything. I knew Kubernetes. I was kind of already starting to do Kubernetes in production, but there's so much more in, in addition to this. There are like all of these communities, all of these projects, and 
I joined in Seattle for the first time and I was just there to absorb. So for me, it was going to the sessions, as many <laughs> sessions I, as I could attend and just yeah. like understand what's going on. Very new. Um, yeah. Now, like uh, actually undertaking some of the community roles like the TOC, now we have to do a lot of offer kind of uh, meetings. Like we meet with the um, tech chairs to actually discuss and, st- and strategize. We meet with the governing board. We have the, the TOC uh, kind of connections between us. Yeah. So now it's not about going to the talks anymore. It's about actually <laughs> see how can we improve the process to to ensure that we grow so i think it's yeah it's it's a transition for me as well but i all the time keynotes super inspirational and then all the time kind of go on youtube and watch uh watch the talks i think it's still it's still that techie techie person behind and you come watch cloud unfiltered right well now <laughs> absolutely. um no very very cool no i think that's that that's amazing um w- now I lost what I was gonna say. Lost what I was gonna say. This is what happens when you when you come here and you, and you have to do this like you know hour after hour. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I presume it's, it's a full time job for you. It's a full time job for me. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. So yeah, when you know I used to come to these conferences just like you for tech, mm-hmm. and but now I'm obviously in a room for for five hours a day. But but I still now I come more for the connections. You know, not not yes. connections like what can they do for me, but connections like. Like, I love meeting people. I love to understand what is their point of view? What are they working on? That's that's something that, you know, like I learned about uh, Dinesh from from Sivo uh, C- Cloud. He, he was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, there's this thing called Coopstart. That sounds amazing. And I was like, oh, that, that's really cool. I didn't even know about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're just talking about things, you know, just like we are here. And, I, and I'll learn something new either about somebody or about something they did or about a product or about, you know, so it's just great to have that interaction. <laughs> Absolutely agree. I think it's honestly, it's all about because even if you have so many vendors and so many um, third party uh, kind of companies that build solutions on top of cloud native and Kubernetes, behind all of that, there are still people that are very, very passionate about bringing open source and the latest projects that's going on inside the company. So I think it's like, as you mentioned, it's great to hear about some of these initiatives internally, and hopefully they're going to grow in expansion for like end user adoption or contributions and so forth. Uh, Yeah, it's I think definitely about connections. Meeting people at KubeCon is one of my, like this is why I'm coming to KubeCon. Yes. Meeting people and just be here and, and yeah, networking, a lot of networking. Um, and just to see how what, what a person is doing in addition to cloud yeah, native as well. Of it's course. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean, I talked to Bart, you know, and we are like, ah, I wanted to play guitar over his bass parts, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Bart is like, his, his ability to gather community is completely it's like off, off the scale. It's, yeah. it's, off, it's insane. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? He's such a nice guy you know and he's really really like you can feel the warmth even through the screen you know Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. and it's like a very tailored approach like because i I do remember he was uh, creating these rap songs about (laughs) future speakers so like i was just wow (laughs) like i definitely not have talent in that but i was super amazed i was like yes that's definitely a good way to bring your or shine in yeah. in cloud native. I'm probably not brave enough to do that. On oh, yeah, brave. Yeah, courage is another thing. Courage yeah, is yeah. another thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just I give it to him because he does. He just will do it. You know, and yeah. I love that about him. I would be more comfortable to have a live demo than actually <laughs> do any oh, kind totally. of music or rapping on the stage. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's that's the other thing. You know, just finding out what those other things are that people are people are passionate about, like what what they're doing in their lives. You know, mm. I also find that a lot of very artistic people. Are, are also yes. people that are in tech. I find there's a huge correlation to, to those things. I, I, I do think so as well. Uh, like even engineering, like it, it, people who are not necessarily involved in, in cloud native, but just like yeah. engineers all around. I think they 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 play an instrument. I think that's a default. I feel some, somehow I'm, I'm missing out. No, no, uh, no. But it's like the super talented people, they have so many hobbies in addition to, to tech, which, which is great because I think 
it's a very nice cross-pollination of skills. It's like yeah. actually being on stage and like even singing karaoke or, you know, playing an instrument does require you to be in front of the public. And somehow this cross-pollinates with you being in front of people and yeah. cloud and cloud native and being on stage and actually leading meetings and so forth. So it's, it's that visibility, which I think is... Uh, you know, transposable skill, uh, but very talented people all across, not just like from an engineering perspective, but for like from an actual artistic perspective. Yeah, and sometimes that art transforms because like I think about it and, and really what I consider my skill set and I'm in, you know, I'm in the head of technical product marketing. So what my job is to, to take what we do in emerging tech and to um, to like explain explain it to people. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've always said my, my, my skill is that I'm very technical, but that's not really what gets me, you know, there's so many technical people. I don't consider myself better or, or worse than any other person, but but really one of the skills that I do have that I think is unique is that I can translate that mm-hmm. into things that people understand. You know, and I think that's 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 a skill set there. That that's kind of a creative skill set along with the the technical. I cannot <laughs> even tell you how challenging it is to explain to my parents what I'm doing. It's like that. Don't translate. even try. Uh, it's Kubernetes containers. Containers that, yeah, does not make sense for them. Uh, but definitely, that's that's a skill to actually, because uh, sometimes we, when it comes to cloud native, it's not just about commuters and adopters, but it's about the business people. We need yeah. support from leadership. And for them, of course, Kubernetes is a technology, but you really need to translate into this into, into benefits and how is this going to help the business and so forth. So there's like another language that needs to be used yes. and translated um, at that level. So I think there's like, it's a skill that it's not that easily to, <laughs> easy to acquire. It's like cool we have kubernetes and it's super exciting but like how does this is going to impact our business is it going to improve the experience for our customers uh is it going to improve our overall business efficiency and so forth so there are other points that we need to take into consideration and uh, make a business case for for open source through the leadership so not an easy thing but yeah we we can learn yeah absolutely And and i think that you know unfortunately what you see you know even with a lot of the startups that you see here a lot of it is tech for for tech sake, and they don't mm. even understand how to really. What's the business value of this? Like they'll solve a problem, and it might be a great problem in tech, mm. but then you have to think back. Like, well, what is the real business value to that tech that you're creating? Is it going to speed up development? Is it going to, you know, give you more? I don't know, more runtime. I don't, I don't, more runtime. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> yep, it's going to yep. do, I don't, I don't. I don't know what it's going to do, but. Um, you know, yeah. So, so what what is it going to do for you? And I think that a lot of companies have a really hard time trying to figure that out. You know. Mm. Uh, yes, one hundred percent. I think um, this is a question that we ask for like new projects and startups that would like to join CNCF uh, and donate their projects. Like, why exactly CNCF? What is what are you trying to achieve within your not necessarily business vision, but like from like even a, a kind of a technical perspective, like what are you trying to achieve by joining the foundation? And uh, these are very good questions to answer because sometimes they don't they don't think about that. So they go back, they come with you know very clear motivational kind of some some steps of how they can succeed, and that's helpful. Um, but again, like it, it's for me, it's great to see all of these kind of new ideas, new people, new, new hustling culture. <laughs> hustling is good because this brings uh, it creates a space where you know you can innovate, you can create new things, you can you know just on spot create something uh, something amazing so i like that it, it, it's good it's good to have that yeah yeah and and i i you know for the for the ones that i that i know and the, you know one of the things that that i consider myself um semi good at is is like creating that messaging like what is it that you're doing mm. so for companies that i know that that that, that i like or, or not even that I, just that reach out to me you know i definitely 
try and help them with with that if it's like a tech company that's just really struggling with like trying to figure out what what that is mm. um you know and you know it's it's i wish there was like something in the cncf or something that was like okay well here's a guide that will help huh. you translate that Ooh. you know into mm -hmm. like like what are you trying to do figure out like what what is the what's the end goal of this what is it going to do like like just some guidelines and and mm. and uh you know I think, well, this is more a part of the, the marketing and how you actually package a product. And yeah, yeah. within the CNCF, uh, there is a marketing committee. Yeah, I know. Carlos so, on it. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. spot on. So I, I presume some of this, this help can, can, can come from that, uh, that direction. Um, but I always would like to, to emphasize, make it very simple and concise. Don't yeah. try to use a paragraph to <laughs> explain your kind of your business, uh, business value. Just be very straight to the point. This is a tool to improve for example, the efficiency of deploying your applications. This is a tool to improve your security. Um, and try to bring as well, because when it comes to security, we have so many tools out there nowadays. So it's like, try to, like, second sentence is like, what is your key value? What is the differentiator for your organization? Why exactly we should choose you or not? So I think, yeah, I mean, this is like the principles of marketing. Keep it simple, very concise, and to sure. the point. So this will actually attract people um, to, to use a product, and if it's open source, to contribute to your product as well. Yeah, so I mean, you you mentioned security, and this is a, something that's that's dear to my heart because mm. because um, you know, and 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 I've explained this before on the show is is that um, application developers are designed for speed. They want to get the application out the door as fast as possible. Yes, and that means that they're gonna take and and I consider myself one of it, so I can say this: mm. we are gonna take the easiest path, which means that if there's a library that already does it or an API, we're just gonna consume it. Mm. And we're going to try and create the glue code to put it together and, and kind of get it out the door as fast as possible. How do we start to inject security earlier on or, or start to educate people about using that security earlier on? Oh, that's that's <laughs> a very good question. Uh, a very challenging question because uh, I think especially in the latest year, we're talking about uh, shifting security left, which yes. means that everyone is responsible for the security of their application. So it's not just – it's very important to shift that mentality and perhaps uh, cultural thinking that we have one security team and they're going to be in charge of everything. Sometimes that works, but it is going to be a bottleneck when it comes to deploying fast and actually reach our customers as quickly as possible. Uh, I would say that if you're an application developer, if you're using a tool, there are already things that you can do from in for increasing your security coverage. Uh, when it comes to deployment in Kubernetes, like for example, as very, very kind of clear, like as, as a Kubernetes, uh, engineer, um, you have to, to know about how you can, you know, think about access, think about who can actually deploy, uh, think about is my package secure, like where I'm going to actually store it, like how can I access that as well. So all of these points, you can think and start implementing some solutions in regards to that particular problem. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's, it's one of those, unfortunately, as an engineer, you have to know all of these tools and think about security on top of that as well, which, it, it, which is, is a bit of an overhead. But um, I think companies can do a lot, an organization can do a lot into providing guidelines and enabling. And actually, it's going to be tough at the beginning, but it's going to pay dividends in, in the long run. So, yeah, I think security should be top of our minds uh, at, in any positions, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. From if, even if you're an, a developer or someone who deploys uh, or even an end user, like you have to think about security as well yeah but but do you th don't you think or do you think there's mm -hmm. a lot of room for education in that area 100 you know? yeah uh, i i don't even yeah <laughs> when it comes to education there there is a lot and uh, a lot we need to still do um and i think 
What I really admire is our tech security. Again, going yeah, back yeah. to our yeah, technical yeah. advisor groups, they are very good at providing guidance and they are very good at uh, providing very clear resources as well. So recently they provided a, a list of um, criteria that you can use to increase the security of your project. So for example, if you do a security audit and you have vulnerabilities, you need to fix those. And with, with what priority, for example, um, to actually move from sandbox incubation to graduation within the maturity levels within the CNCF. And they provide all of these resources that someone can follow. And again, these resources exist. They're coming from experts. So they're very reliable resources as well. And you can use them straight away. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like we have things and processes that you can, um, you can start integrating within your teams as well. I think that's amazing. I think one of the things, um, you know, that, that we have to do as a community, though, you know, is first of all, there's the guidelines, which is great. That's mm -hmm. a great first step. But then we have to kind of, um, you know, put that codify it and, and say, like, yes. you know, like this is the easy way to do it. Because, you know, a, a lot of people don't know how to set up Kubernetes out of the box in a way that's secure. And obviously there's guidelines and we can and you can go through that. But but the next step of that is you have a lot of people that are just getting into containers and there should be mm. like an easy button for for them to help them out. Like this is the default. I yeah, <laughs> I think that's still still a challenge. I think there are many organizations who try to provide a solution for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's still I think it's still uh, building up the momentum there. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> there is still a lot of space to improve. Yeah, so so we're getting towards the end. So you, we are at KubeCon. You know, I know that you mentioned that you love seeing people and, mm -hmm. and love to. What, is there anything that surprised you about this this KubeCon? Anything interesting? Anything of? Uh, uh, good question. <laughs> I think I I was pleasantly surprised uh, yesterday to see an update to uh, from the tag environmental sustainability, uh, and they actually have this Keda operator that looks at the. Uh, power efficiency for your containers. Yeah, look at that. We had a we had a, a lightning talk as well on on day zero as well uh, on how we can uh, measure the power consumption for a container. So like there is a lot of shift here, and I really like the direction because when it comes to environmental sustainability, it's not on everyone's agenda. Again, same with with the security. It wasn't on everyone's agenda to begin with, sure. but now they're changing that. I think we need to put environmental sustainability as one of those checkboxes as well. Perhaps we don't have sufficient resources to do something groundbreaking for it now, but just thinking about that and actually having it on your radar. It's already important. So I think uh, because tag environmental sustainability was announced last year, so it's one of the newest tags, um, I was very pleasantly surprised uh, and in a way reassured that it's actually, you know, efforts are coming, people and companies are thinking about that and there's actual development going on. Um, so yeah, definitely keep an eye on that space as well. Yeah, and actually, I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually a, a couple of the cloud native uh, sustainability products that are solutions that are that are coming out. I'm actually getting involved in. So that's that's an area that that's that I'm passionate about too. And um, so yeah, I'm really glad to see that too. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's uh, it's an area that again we need to kind of. Be, be, be very nurturing and invite people and kind of start people to think about it. So I'm, I'm very glad with this initiative and it actually took off. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming. This has been so nice and I'm so, I'm so glad to finally meet you. And Thank you for having <laughs> me again. It's great to be doing a podcast in person. Yeah, it was absolutely great. Yes, thank you. All right.